Before we jump into today's episode, we want to talk to you about Internet Church. Rich, what is Internet Church? Oh, it's only the best internet gathering this side of the Kailua River. Is the Kailua River a thing? Maybe we should start over. <laughs> let's let's do it again. Ask me again. <laughs> no, let's leave it in. Now no, no, let's talk about Internet Church. Uh, internet Church. Actually, it's a thing we do every other Friday night where we all gather together, uh, encourage the saints in truth. It's uplifting. It's edifying. It's just a time to gather for about an hour on a Friday night or day, depending what part of the world you're in, just to be encouraged by the saints. You you think you would like something like that? Is the Pope Catholic? Uh, you bet your sweet bippy the Pope is Catholic. And uh, Justin, Internet Church is all about gospel freedom. It's good. I'm trying to think of the follow-up question. <laughs> oh, I'm like, man, this thing is lagging. Uh, all right. If No. Absolutely love it. So if you were going to... No. What are we going for? Are we trying to be funny or are we trying to be serious? I don't know. I I mean, whatever. I, we're trying to let people know that... Oh, <laughs> I'm not as gifted as you are in this department, my friend. So join us every other Friday night, 8 o'clock Central, 6 o'clock Pacific, 9 o'clock Eastern. If you are international and want to add that to your calendar so you don't have to do all the time conversions, head on over to lovereality.org slash circles and add the Internet Church Circle to your calendar. I'm glad you said that because when you said, what would you differently tomorrow? I'd be like, I'd probably just shoot the move. So, welcome back to the move. <laughs> what if that became our thing? Move. <laughs> no, not that way. Ready, ready, ready. ready. I can't even do it. Anyway, welcome back to The Move, where we're vibing with the book 10 minutes at a time. The next 10 minutes, we're looking at Romans chapter 13, verses 11 to 14. There's a, what if we just called it The Move? Like I had like multiple O's. I had a friend of mine, you know, I grew up in Massachusetts, and I had a friend of mine who used to call Massachusetts, Massachusetts. Like, I'm from Massachusetts. Oh, bro, that's not a thing. That's not that cool, that. So with that said, go check out the text. We'll be here starting the timer. Should we give him a pause? Nah, let's go for it. Three, two, one. Boom. There's this passage here that uh, in our reading of it, you're like, man, this is hard. This is tough. Uh, and it's this first verse here talking about salvation is nearer to us now than when we first believed. The idea that the coming of, of Christ is imminent and it's around the corner and this was the way that Paul believed and the believers of the time believed. Yeah, the New Testament has this sort of impulse when you read it that the authors or the penmen, right, if we use that sort of idea, that they believe that the coming of Christ was right around the corner. Now, certainly Paul and Thessalonians, he's like, well, the son of man, the son of perdition still needs to show needs to show up and there's a certain sense that there's an eschatological order or yeah. an end time order that needs to take place but but for, but even for certain so, it, they didn't I don't think that they saw thousands of years into the future no no and so for me reading this as a Christian I'm like specifically as one who shares that hope in the advent of yeah. Jesus yeah yeah and so one of the things I take solace in I think I take solace in two things one is that I'm in good company Good company in the sense that 
you're wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I was, I was going to see if you followed me. Daniel. Ah, okay. Remember Daniel? He's thinking um, 70 years, prophecy of Jeremiah, the exile will finish. And then he gets the vision that it's actually now weeks of years, at least 490. And, and then the 23 come around, 2300, and, and he's just like... He literally faints and passes out because of yeah. just it's it's too much for him to wrap his mind around. Like, yeah. how can it be so long? How can it be so long? And at yeah. the end of that 490 years, you know, um, depending on how you date it, there were everybody was looking for the Messiah. You know, there was everybody had their minds turned in that era of during the reign of Augustus or just prior to that they Keep were talking. looking I'm for super cold. I'm putting this jacket yeah, on. Yeah, go ahead. But they were looking for uh the Messiah to come and you know, Daniel. Daniel would have never anticipated almost five hundred years later. And so I guess what I mean to say is that Jesus shows up and he shows up right on time, even though Daniel was hoping it was gonna be way earlier. That's interesting. Huh, because Jesus did show up and say the time is fulfilled. He knew that the timing was right. He yeah. wasn't late, though he might have appeared to have been late to, to even Daniel himself. And you have this in um, a Peter, is it First Peter, where he's like, you know, that the spirit is at work in these prophets. And they're looking into these things, trying to discern who is it that the spirit of God is talking about as they're looking to these things, you know, that there's this hope of God coming and revealing himself. Messiah is going to come and people are waiting and waiting and you wait and you think it's going to happen and you think you see signs of the times and it doesn't happen, but that hope doesn't disappoint because you got something to do in the waiting. Yeah. The way that I wrestle through this and I don't know where actually we've never talked about this, but how you wrestle through this idea i remember learning of how martin luther the the reformer Mm -hmm. was uh, saying so if you knew jesus was coming tomorrow what would you do the idea that oh the soon coming ought to change the way that you live your life if you know that he's coming in the next 24 hours what do you do and uh, martin luther looks at his calendar i don't know if he had a calendar but he looks at the calendar and says i'd plant an apple tree yeah because the idea was that that's what he was going to do tomorrow anyways. That's, that's, I'm glad you said that because when you said, what would you differently tomorrow? I'd be like, I'd probably just shoot the move. Yeah. And this is, the, this is the reason why. Because you and I are committed to living a life in spirit, whatever that means. Whether that means it's tomorrow, 10 years, a millennia from now, who cares? Yeah. The point is we're living, walking with God presently. No amount of doomsday changes the way that we live and so when you live that way you see paul his heart verse 12 the night is far gone the day is at hand so let us cast off the works of darkness and put on the armor of light and there's been a sense in where you take that verse and then hey listen we need to behave better because jesus just around the corner you need to make sure you put on the armor of light it's like i don't know if this was like it for you but in my family it was like this where um you're acting kind of stupid mom's watching you after school and then mom says something like you better get your act together you better clean your room because dad's coming dad's coming yeah and there's a sense of fear and for foreboding yeah. that i need to get my stuff together otherwise when dad comes home he might be angry yeah 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 yeah. and so we sometimes take this text and use it as 
Well, I guess maybe we, we, we read this text and think maybe that's what Paul was doing. I think that that's maybe, I don't know if that's what Paul was doing. Maybe we could look at that again. But for me, that's what I brought to the table when yeah. I heard this passage. Yeah, because I read it and, all right, one, it's a little uncomfortable. Jesus hasn't come. But like I said, I take solace that I'm in good company, Daniel, right, and others. And then number two, we have the book of Revelation that at least gives me a little, not it gives me confidence that there's a historical sort of, narrative that's playing itself out that there's still there's still things to be done yeah and that the revelation the revelation of jesus christ is a historic revelation right it's something that happened in time and it's happening throughout time the kingdom of god is forcefully advancing and violent men take hold so that the seed of the gospel is bearing fruit in this world and it takes time for a seed to become a sequoia Mm -hmm. and that the last book the book of revelation is the outplay of that seed that was dropped at the beginning during the first church of revelation one playing itself out right all the way up to the second coming to where we get to the end of the book where now it's justice has come the city has come but there's a historical outplay that needs to take place and depending on how you interpret i know there's various interpretations but yet there is a expectation that he will come but he's coming throughout this historical outplay and that the book of revelation drops little markers to say hey it's coming it's coming he'll come so the idea is that if Jesus is on his way, perhaps that let's call it a 10 mile journey, yeah. uh, that he was 10 miles away, yeah. then he was eight miles away, yeah. then he was four miles away, yeah. and maybe presently he's somewhere in the range of three to two to one miles away because we can look at the historical record as revealed in Revelation and say, oh, there have been things that have been happening leading up to this point. Yeah. So it very much is true that salvation is nearer to us now Absolutely. than when we first believed. Absolutely. So that's why Paul admonishes us to walk as children of light, right? I want to highlight a couple of things. One, 13, let us, walk, let us walk properly in the daytime, not in orgies, right? Um, not in sexual immorality, sensuality. But 14, put on the Lord Jesus Christ. Watch this. This is the thing that hits me is that then Paul is admonishing us, encouraging us to actually put on the person we are looking forward to coming. Oh, okay. I didn't look at it from that perspective. Jesus is off in the distance, X number of miles away. We're expecting and we're hoping that he's going to be here. And yet while he is far away, he's already here. He's here. He's present to the extent that you can put him on yeah christ in you the hope of glory right through spirit so that so that when i live i can look at tomorrow and just think ah just gonna plant an apple tree just gonna plant an apple because christ is here yeah yeah and the the reality that he is here that he's changed our lives is the hope and the waiting that he will also come yeah to be clear this isn't some spiritualization or some allegorical look at the coming of jesus as some denominations have no i think he's literally coming correct right but in the same time i think he has also literally and concretely come through his holy spirit into our lives Mm. right Mm -hmm. so yeah there's uncomfortableness in the waiting to some degree but then there's also hope and there's a confidence even though sometimes you look and you're like oh when is it gonna happen and then you know what god is still good he's manifested in my life and i have the privilege of living through him now so i'll put on the lord jesus christ and 
plant an apple tree. You know, I like how that's where the focus of the verse is, because I think in my former life, the attention has been to um, not walking in darkness, the drunkenness, immorality, sensuality, the quarreling and yeah. the jealousy. And it's all the, the negative things. Yeah. And there's, I mean, obviously there's a certain, certain sense that attention must be paid there, yeah. but that's not where the focal point rests. And the uh, focal point is, is putting on Jesus Christ. And because he's going to come in his fullness, you have the privilege of now not giving provision to your former life. Mm-hmm. You don't have to give way to the flesh. You can put on the Lord Jesus Christ. Don't satisfy those desires. And you can live as though he's here because, because he, he is, is. Right. So. There you go. Ten minutes done. These are going by fast. Fast. But, NASCAR uh, fast, Ricky Bobby. Just want to go fast. <laughs> what I do with my hands. We'll figure out tomorrow what we do with our hands. We'll see you guys in the next episode. Ten minutes at a time.